Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Hannah Critchlow. This week we ask where our ancestors artistically expressed themselves. Hello, I'm George Cotterelli from Wirral and my question for the Naked Scientists is... Was prehistoric art, like cave paintings, only done in caves, or is that the only place untouched enough for it to be preserved? We turn to an expert. I'm Diana O'Carroll and I'm a PhD research student and naked scientist. I think that the sorts of art found in caves was almost certainly done out in the open as well. Unfortunately, we can't prove this, but we can look at how cave art does survive and what other things humans were up to at the time. So the kind of art the questioner is talking about tended to appear around the Upper Paleolithic era in Europe, which was from about 50 to 60,000 years ago. And these include drawings of bison or people, dots and silhouettes of hands, and even a few seemingly random scribbles, with some of the more famous examples found at places like El Castillo or Chauvet or Lascaux. Now, the problem with paintings is that often they can be washed away with rain or they can be blown away by wind carrying tiny particles which abrade the surface of the rock. It's probably worth noting that there are one or two sites in Australia, um, more specifically there's Arnhem Land Plateau, where there are some very old open-air rock paintings that have survived, although they tend to be found in quite sheltered areas. And other than wind and rain, are there other ways that caves help to protect prehistoric artwork? Providing the rocks they're made out of aren't too acidic, they're actually great areas for preserving both organic and inorganic materials. So that includes the charcoal-based outlines and the pigments, which were usually made of earth minerals like red or yellow ochre. Now, caves tend to stay at the same temperature, they have constant humidity, and sometimes they contain limited amounts of oxygen, all of which creates a fairly stable environment in which to preserve whatever people have left behind. More importantly, caves tend to fill up or become blocked, meaning that people can't get inside them and destroy the art. My favourite example of this is the Grotte Cosquere, which is so tricky to access that several divers have actually died trying to navigate its underwater entrance. But its remoteness is exactly what kept the painting safe for thousands of years. That was Diana Ray Carroll from Cambridge with her favourite prehistoric artwork in Marseille, France. Evan A.U., Clifford K. and Sifram agree on the forum, adding with Diana that stone carving and sculpture are another form of human art. At Ayers Rock in Australia, petroglyphs exist. These are shallow carvings of abstract lines or animals and strange, unidentifiable creatures. These are thought to be around 40,000 years old and they're found across other parts of Australia, Africa, Asia, the Americas, as well as in Europe, somehow managing to survive out in the open. Now, sticking with the beginnings of humankind as we know it, but switching from art to campfires, with a question just in. Hello Naked Scientists, this is Sean from Surrey in the UK. On a recent family camping trip, we were baking potatoes and toasting a few marshmallows on a metal grid over the embers of a fire. Whilst drinking a beer, I thought, if I could get my fire hot enough, I would be able to melt the metal grid, although perhaps not at campfire temperatures. But if I did melt the metal, the potato would either burn away or turn into something which resembles a lump of coal. The potato would not melt like marshmallows do if left close to the heat for too long. I'm pretty sure that most things can exist as a solid, liquid or gas. So my question is, what would I have to do to melt my potato to a liquid like I can melt a marshmallow? And would this be possible to achieve outside my tent and with a beer? 
Sean Mooney got in touch with that question. What do you think about that one? Let us know by posting on our Naked Scientists Facebook page. You can tweet at Naked Scientists or you can email at chris at thenakedscientist.com or you can join in the debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. The Naked Scientist's Question of the Week, brought to you in association with the How to Wisman Foundation, supporting science and education from alpha to omega.